listening to the OK's Fisher Podcast, part of the OK's Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Sounds like we're a go. I believe so. Yeah. Welcome back to the OK's Fisher Podcast after a couple month hiatus of chasing the mighty white-tailed deer. We're here to talk about fishing once again. Matt, how are we doing today? Doing good. Excited to be back for season two of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we just came back from the uh, ice fishing expo up in Oshkosh, the Wisconsin ice fishing expo. Yeah, we did. And it was um, it was interesting. <laughs> We're trying to be polite here. <laughs> um logistically i think they had some things a little little off there i i don't think they were ready for the amount of people i don't think they ever expected that many people to show up no it was a good show like once you were in the doors um there were so many people running around everywhere there were plenty of vendors but i think they could have used a little more room to spread those vendors out and um not to even get started on parking but that was a disaster yeah parking was a disaster <laughs> getting in there was a a rough go um patience is a virtue uh would have been a virtue in that situation for sure yeah it was just the perfect storm too it was 50 degrees raining couldn't ice fish because there's no ice down by us right now um everybody's like hey let's go check out the expo and yeah. literally everybody checked out the expo yeah, and there were people walking out as we were walking in. I mean, we weren't even there an hour, and there were people walking out already with hands full of rods and reels and all sorts of gear. So, lots of new stuff that was up up there at the uh, at the expo, and some personalities to see. You know, you had the big manufacturers, Clam. You had Acme Tackle. You had Rapala there, VMC, um, handful of other other vendors. Uh, Clam was showing some of their pretty awesome uh, new uh, gear, like that new tip-up with the rod in it. It's almost like a jaw jacker. Mm -hmm. um, Acme Tackle had had some of their new baits out. You know, the exciting news for them is they acquired uh, Reef Runner and um, Moonshine. So continue to see that those brands grow and uh Acme Tackle is going to kind of continue carrying the torch for them. Um, I think that's probably some of the bigger news I saw coming out of there. Eskimo had a huge presence right front and center, like right when you walked in the door. Larry Smith was there. Um, I don't know. Who am I forgetting? Um, <clears throat> there, yeah, there was anybody you can think of in the ice fishing world, they were there. Um, we talked to a bunch of people there. Got to meet a lot of cool new people. Got to catch up with some people we knew but hadn't talked to in a while. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a great show. <clears throat> Logistically speaking, it was a little rough, though. Um, but if you had the patience and like people and crowds, I mean, it was a booming show for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it lit up till about 2.30, 3 o'clock, and then things started to wind down. But from, from you know, the word go i think people were waiting in line because it was supposed to open at nine o'clock and i I'm thought they i think they started letting people in at 8 30. 
Okay. Which was kind of weird, but yeah. <clears throat> it was it was still fun though. I'm glad we did it. Yes. Yes. And they, they they had two buildings. They had all the big ice house manufacturers. They had a bunch of food trucks. Um, that whole back building had like the kids' trout pond and ice junkies back there. HT was in the back. Um, you know, like I said, everybody you can think of involved in ice fishing was there. Yep. Definitely. Um, plans going forward here. It's going to be pretty hit and miss, isn't it? Uh, more miss than hit because <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any ice. Um, I just checked my little lake yesterday when I went out deer hunting. And we had a little bit of, I call it pancake ice. That was just, you know, stuff that started forming. It got busted up by the wind and the wind kind of tossed it on shore. It's about a six foot section from the shore out that had just you know that skim whole quag, ice yeah skim ice quagmire to all together with uh just uh rocks and debris it wasn't anything uh anything to write home about we're nowhere near having ice i, I think it's safe to say when this episode gets launched it will be everything south of 10 is basically unfishable yeah and north of 10 i know up by our place in phillips there was seven or eight inches of ice when that cold snap came through, but they got hit with the same amount of warm that we did, and they have a lot of uh, river chains, like flowages. Yeah. I wouldn't trust anything near a river channel. Um, no. And even their ice is, you know, they probably lost three, four inches of ice, so it's melting three inches of ice is not as good as fresh three inches of ice. Definitely not. Heck, they've got 40-degree temps all the way into Canada. So we're nowhere near being safe enough to ice fish even when we if we did get a little snap of you know a couple three days worth of cold weather the water's still plenty warm in fact i saw a guy yesterday a nice nitro boat they were out walleye fishing Uh, it was brand new rig it looked like a brand new rig of course everything next to mine looks pretty new but (laughs) uh they were out walleye fishing. It was a tough, tough go. They were out on my lake here, close to home, and uh, they caught one walleye. That's it. And it sounded like they were out there for most of the day, trying to trying to fish. But this lake's really not known for walleyes. It's more of a panfish lake. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have tempted to uh, jump back on open water and chase some late season muskies. You very well could. I mean, it's not a not a bad idea to consider. Unless you uh, got a buck tag that's burning a hole in your pocket like I do, then you're trying to chase one down still. Well, speaking of that, I do have a buck tag in my pocket, and I will be going out after we record this podcast. So. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not we can't ice fish, so you might as well no. get no, something we done out there. Talk about it. We can dream about it. Heck, our group chat. Everybody's just chomping at the bit to go, but we're not. We're not we can't unless we want to drive. You know. We're, We'll be driving for five, six hours before we find a little bit of ice. And even that is not going to be great. I even, yeah, I even think like Lake of the Woods and, you know, Red Lake and all that stuff up there. I don't think there's solid, you know, no, there, ice up there yet either. They've been posting videos with people driving out there on side-by-sides and putting them through. I don't, I don't think it's worth it to me. No, no, it's not worth losing, you know, 
let alone a piece of equipment worth twenty thousand dollars you know you don't want to lose yourself either which right no no panfish or early season walleye is worth it no definitely not i am looking forward to talking to a couple of guides this year uh, we we did kind of uh, align with them on some things at the show uh adam walton of uh, pike pole guide service and then uh our buddy troy over at mr bluegill uh he is uh also willing to come on so there's going to be some people to talk to here in the very near future um if nothing else they're going to be able to give us some pretty good information going forward because i think those guys those guys have pretty awesome patterns figured out for certain species of fish in their area and the information will be valuable that and there you know what else a lot of people don't really think about or if they do you know it's not on the top of their head is they have great conservation mindsets too when it comes to their, gui their guiding styles and everything which we really appreciate yeah man i think both those guys we spent over an hour each talking to them and we could have kept talking to them but we knew we had to let them do their th their part you know manning the their manufacturer booths and and participating in in seminars and things like that but those guys were so willing to talk to us so when you see some of these guys at the show don't be afraid to go up and talk to them pick their brain they they are a wealth of knowledge and most of them are pretty willing to share information if they're not then well they're then you know they're, they're not the guy to, to talk to yeah just keep on walking yep you know, you know. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to give you guys uh, the latest ice update uh, and tell us what we're doing to chase early season bluegills. But we this episode's kind of weird because we don't have good ice. I will say, if you are a shore fisherman, river fishing is still good. River fishing can, has been good, yeah. Yep. I mean, even if you don't have a boat, you get on some of the rivers with northern pike and walleye. They are uh, northern pike, walleye, and muskie. They're still eating. Bass might be a little more tricky to catch, but... Those pike, they eat year-round, man. If you just want to go out and catch some, go for it. Um, I know up by me in Port Washington, the harbor bite still been pretty solid with the power plant there. You know, you got the browns starting to come into warmer water. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of shore fishing. I mean, that bite goes all the way until March, April, May, until that water actually starts bumping up. Yeah, I mean, guys are catching steelhead further south in the Root River system. They're starting to get some um browns are in all the tributary or all all the bays coming in you know all the marinas and bays coming in so lake trout that's another one that we haven't really talked about but um our buddy dan Furkus went out with another friend on his boat a week ago and they were catching lakers jigging up lakers in and the harbor out in the main lake both they caught them in they were catching them in the harbor um jigs and plastics you know anything that imitates a minnow um you know a heavier jigging spoon whether you know pick pick your poison whatever you like using if it's got white and chartreuse anything white white works great for right. for lakers to jig and you're probably looking at anything from one to two ounces worth to get it down depending on where you're fishing of course but mm -hmm. they, hit a, they hit a reef outside of uh kenosha i believe too out out of ways and they were catching fish off that reef yep as much as we as much as we kind of rip on lakers when we're trolling for kings and stuff man they they fight especially they fight. in this cold water they fight awesome 
Well, and it's the same thing with walleye, right? Like, they're not that fun to catch when you're trolling for them. And Lakers are the same. They just, they're, they kind of roll around. They give up pretty easily. But if you hook them on the right kind of tackle, you're chasing them with eight, 10 pound, uh, you know, fluorocarbon or, or braid with a fluorocarbon leader, which is usually what you have to do. They're a lot of fun to catch. Yep. And they will, they will test you. Yep. And I noticed too, like summer, that cold water's down the bottom 10 foot. They fight great until they get up 10 foot and they hit that warm water and they just light switch flips off. Yep. This, this, as soon as they hit the thermocline. Yep. And this time of year, there's a lot of cold water. So they, they fight all the way up to the top. Yep. They certainly do. But yeah, I mean, just there's just because there's no ice near us doesn't mean there's not fishing opportunities yet still going on. Yeah. And I don't know what the scoop is with uh, with inland trout. But I would imagine there's going to be a season opening soon. I'd have to dig up the regs in our area to find out. But like Driftless area trout, I don't think they're quite open yet. They will be again soon. I thought in January sometime they open. Yeah, see, again, check your regs. But if you're into chasing those, uh, that'd be something else to, to, ch to check out. But the mighty Mississippi doesn't sound like a bad place to be. You go fish near some of the dams. I think you could do pretty good on sauger and walleye right now and pike. Yeah, I mean, and Mississippi is kind of a different beast, too. You may have ice in some of those pools, you know. Further north, you would. Yep. I mean, that's that's an option for not as far away to travel for ice. Obviously, be safe about it if you're going to venture out that way. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's always opportunities to fish here. It's nice that Wisconsin is year-round bass fishing catch and release you know in the off times but you can fish for pretty much everything certainly i might have to uh carry the kayak out of the basement and keep the uh keep the ice shack over in the corner for a little longer <laughs> yeah i don't think we'll be using an ice shack at least until the new year yeah unfortunately but fortunately and it's it's with this weather i i haven't even really pulled any of my ice gear out yet to start going through it um, I looked at it the other day. I pulled the cover off and looked in there and made sure I didn't have any uh, stinky bait pucks, you know. <laughs> They're all hatched, hatched in the all hatched in the flies. <laughs> I've had that happen a time or two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, now is a good time also if you need a battery for your fish locator. Um, you got to re-spool some lines, patiently waiting for ice great time to do that you're not in a rush to do anything we're not getting ice anytime soon um, no. but the bait shops will like to see you you know so go check mm -hmm. out your, your like local tackle shops go buy your new line you know scope out the new jigs if you haven't made it to some of the the tackle shows that are or have been showing up here and there and uh get your tip-ups ready because first i don't know man there's something about first ice tip-up fishing it's great yeah. It's like it's always for us. It's always lights out. Yes, it first. is. Well, that was strange. <laughs> that would be uh, Siri taking over. Oh no! It has started. Sorry, guys. We've been interrupted by an AI. Yeah, AI <laughs> got the best of us there. <laughs> we should have let her um, see what she had to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's God. what I thought. Oh, thanks, Siri. Okay. <laughs> so weird. 
How do I yeah, turn it off? Bear with us. It is the first episode of season two. And yeah, we're, we're a little rusty around the edges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's not even any beverage involved. No. This is one of our first early morning recordings. Yeah. Not enough coffee, I guess. <laughs> well, you got anything Got anything else, Greg, uh, on the horizon, uh, gear-wise, tackle-wise? Major boat repair. Tearing, tearing the uh, the innards of the beast out and redecking the main main deck. Um, I mean, you saw it. That carpet is ferocious. It, it's uh, you uh, nothing. The five second rule does not apply to any food that hits the floor there. No, no. And there is a couple spots you told me not to step on because <clears throat> my large stature may. Uh, prove not great for the undercarriage of it <laughs> well it, it might not prove good for any of us because i'm going to tell you i'm not too far behind you in in uh body mass and you hit that one section of the floor right by the main hatch and it's uh <laughs> a little squishy a little squishy <laughs> that's so, the built-in memory foam board yeah something like that <laughs> Yep, but, that'll that'll be a winter project. I suppose I'll probably come up and give you a hand with that. This yeah, year. that old girl. Uh, we can't afford to replace her. You know, look at the cost of boats. We're just gonna take the consoles out, take it all apart, take take the side panels out, live well from the rear, all that stuff, and we're gonna start over with all new decking, new carpet. I'm gonna probably start looking at sources of uh, decking. I would love to put something better than wood in there but the cost of it is really what's gonna be the determining factor yep either way it's gonna be cheaper than a new boat and uh, that boat catches fish so yeah i don't really want to give up the the uh the luck that that old girl's got that thing's seen a lot of meat brought over the rail exactly from, from pan fish to salmon man Oh, yeah. Just got to get some muskies in there now. Yeah, we could do that. We'll figure out a way. Cool. I guess, uh, yeah, let's let's call that for our first episode of non-ice ice fishing talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to bring in a little bit of deer hunting, a little bit of open water, a little bit of boat talk. Yeah. It's, it's just the okayest podcast now. It is the okayest fishing podcast. <laughs> but you know what? Our, our listeners are pretty darn loyal. We don't have a lot of them, but boy, we really like the ones we do have. So, guys, bear with us, and girls, bear with us. We uh, we promise we'll bring you some more and, and better stuff. But for now, this is going to be us signing off. See you guys later. See ya.